31 minutes after the hour four here on Radio Veritas, the good news for a change. Now we have Mike Pothia from the Catholic Parliamentary Liaison Office in Cape Town. Uh, welcome to Radio Veritas, Mike. How are you? I'm very well, Tabo. How are you? I'm trying my best. You know, I was just talking to Father <laughs> Russell earlier on about the postponement of the State of the Nation address. Mm. And uh, I asked him a question as to whether is this the end of uh, the man with nine lives like a cat? Uh, should he already start popping the champagne or keep them on ice? It's difficult to say because in one sense, um, it, it, it is a victory for Mr. Zuma because... Uh, it means Cyril Ramaphosa does not get to give the speech on Thursday, as many people were hoping that he would. So Zuma has at least delayed something. Mm-hmm. But I suppose on the other hand, you can think of it as a defeat for Zuma also, because he was wanting to give the speech on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid that the biggest losers in all of this are us as the country, because once again we are yes. finding disruption and instability and uncertainty mm-hmm. where we should be having more solid leadership. And I mean, if you if you begin to look at that, I mean, the instability in the country and uncertainty in the country, it affects then a lot of things. Uh, um, does it then affect the budget, the forthcoming budget? Is it affected by this or will it still go ahead without uh, the SONA uh, having been delivered? Because we, we know that the SONA obviously is the president outlining uh, the program of action for the country uh, in the coming, in the current administration. And it would have been wrong for Zuma, of course, to give that uh, State of the Nation address on a program that he himself would not be running. Um, yeah, to an extent that's the case. Of course, uh, one answer to that is is that the program of the government is determined by the majority party, the governing party, which yes. is the ANC, um, and not, not by the president alone. So, for example, if a president, let's not make it personal, but if a president happens to die in office, then the program of government continues because yes. it, it, it is developed by the party. And that means that Zuma or Ramaphosa or anybody else really could give the speech and still set out the program. As for the budget, that speech is on the 21st of this month, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so there is still time. They can still uh, open parliament and have the necessary, um, take the necessary constitutional steps to see that parliament is in fact in session before the 21st of February. Then what happens uh, after tonight? I mean, what happens? Uh, it, seems, it seems that the next step is that the National Executive Committee of the ANC is going to meet, I believe, tomorrow, Wednesday, at about 6 p.m., and clearly the main item on the agenda of that meeting will be uh, the future of Mr. Zuma and whether uh, he will be recalled by the ANC, as they did Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, way back to Tabo Mbeki and simply told him, look, you're no longer the person of our choice yes. to be deployed as president of the republic. We are, we are recalling you. In effect, that means he resigns his position of president and the ANC can then nominate a successor. And, and obviously that successor, one expects, would be Mr. Ramaphosa. And, uh, do you think the winds of change are blowing in parliament and in the country? They are certainly blowing, definitely. It's difficult to tell how strong Most they are strong they And, of course, are. Mr. Zuma can resist them. He has resisted up to now, and he's very astute and very clever politically. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the conference um, was in uh, December, 16th of December. Here we are early in February, say, you know, six, seven weeks later. Uh, 
Mr. Ramaphosa has had six or seven weeks as president of the ANC, and he still has not been able to shift Mr. Zuma. So that shows you that even if the winds are blowing, Mr. Zuma is a very difficult person to blow over. Um, now, Ramaphosa himself, as the president of the ANC, is he enjoying the support, really, that he, he needs, uh, given we keep on hearing in the media about a divided uh, top six, uh, the SOB of the, uh, of the ANC, mm. and the NEC, and of course, and then WC of the ANC, does he enjoy that support, whereby he can be able to, to, to really uh, push, the mo- push Zuma out of office? I think that his support is growing, and mm. I think that's one of the reasons why Ramaphosa has been fairly quiet in these weeks, He's been building that support quietly, not making a big fuss, mm-hmm. not making waves, but steadily working to, to strengthen his position. And I think that is happening, mm-hmm. but I do not know whether, as we speak today, he has sufficient backing on the NEC to force Zuma out. He may, mm-hmm. he may have, and, and, and maybe we'll find that out tomorrow night. But I think it's still fairly close. Zuma still has... Uh, some very strong supporters in the NEC. Mm. Let's say then, for argument's sake, Zuma is uh, recalled. What happens? If he is recalled, then um, the ANC must nominate somebody to become president of the country. And that person then has to be voted for by uh, parliament, by the National Assembly. Other parties can also make their nominations. So in other words, there's a vacancy for the position of president of the country, and there would be a certain deadline, I don't know what it is, you know, a week or 10 days or whatever, where the parties have to enter their nominations, and then the National Assembly votes, and uh, the ANC still has a clear majority in the National Assembly, so basically whoever they vote for will become our next president. So there's no, there are no festivities in Cape Town of SONA, uh, given its postponement. Now... <laughs> That's correct. I mean, right now, if you look at Parliament, all the preparations were, were mm. busy today. The, the marquees and the tents are going up and the, all the facilities for the, the, the guests and the dignitaries. Mm. The hotels are, you know, receiving the diplomats who are coming to visit. The journalists are all arriving in town and now suddenly they're told, hang on, it's not happening. So a huge waste of money, a mm. huge disruption to many people. And, uh, you know, if you, if you are an overseas diplomat, for example, or an observer, a journalist from an international uh, television station, you must think to yourself, wow, you know, mm. can these people not even organize the opening of their own parliament? It's, it's a sad thing. It, it <laughs> makes say, it look it's a, a little bit like reflection. a banana republic. It's a bad reflection on our country. And um, given the uncertainty that also exists in the minds of a, a great number of people, is it not possible that the ANC, including, well, they've never listened to, to Voice of Reason. They've always listened to what the ANC more or less thinks should be happening around, uh, about the country and about Jacob Zuma. Will this make any difference post-tomorrow? It's hard to say. I'd like to think that there are more um, you know, balanced and thoughtful people now at the top of the ANC, that, that the top six uh, is is you know, more mature, for example, than they were mm. previously, that the NEC has also changed its, its, its composition a little bit, and that there are more people there that think about the long-term good of the country yes. rather than just what's in the interest of the ANC. But uh, I think we would be, you know, naive if we thought that was automatically going to happen. Mm. I have some faith, a lot of faith. I think that Mr. Ramaphosa will will, will, will pull us back on track to a large extent, but Mm. Uh, there are still too many people um, 
with inside and outside of Parliament um, and inside outside the ANC, whose interests, whose personal interests, um, are are against the agenda of Mr. Ramaphosa. Mm. And with the state of capture uh, uh, commission coming, um, what's going to happen to Jacob Zuma? We don't know. I mean, the first problem for Mr. Zuma is the 783 corruption charges that go back to the 1990s. Those charges, as you know, um, are going to be reinstated. Um, We don't know exactly when. He was given until the end of January to make his representations on those charges. Uh, He has done that. So now we expect the National Prosecuting Authority to make a decision within probably a few weeks from now. And that decision could be to say, well, Mr. Zuma, we expect you to appear in court on a certain date to stand trial. Um, The State of Capture report will throw up, probably the inquiry will throw up yet more uh, possible criminal activities or fraudulent activities uh, on Mr. Zuma's part. Mm. But the inquiry obviously has not started yet. It may even take months to get going. Mm. And it's difficult to predict how long it will take. It could take a couple of years, such an inquiry. And now, with this in place and hanging on, on, on Jacob, Mr. President, on the Jacob President Zuma's head, um, what is the likelihood that if he refuses uh, to be recalled by the ANC and then the ANC says we are going to impeach you or a vote of no confidence, what, what, what impact will it have on Jacob Zuma himself and on the ANC? Impeachment is a big problem for him because if he is impeached by Parliament, mm. then he loses his pension, he loses his various perks, uh, his security, all of those things that normally belong to a, a retired head of state. He becomes mm. just an ordinary citizen mm. with very little income. Um, and we know that Mr. Zuma has always had financial problems. Uh, he, he got himself into all these difficulties because, the of that, and so on yes. because of his financial needs. So impeachment is a big danger for him in that sense. Um, if he simply is recalled by the ANC and he retires as president of the country, then he, he retains um, his, his state pension uh, and all of those other things. Um, so he has to avoid impeachment as much as he can. Mm. Um, but the trouble is he doesn't seem... He either believes that he will win a, a vote of impeachment, in other words, that not enough members of parliament will vote against him. Mm. Or he perhaps doesn't understand uh, how serious that could be for him. And uh, the, the leader of the, the EFF is saying that in the, apparently there is announced that in the next couple of hours, uh, Jacob Zuma will be announcing his resignation. Where does he get all his information from? <laughs> the leader of the EFF and he's never wrong very, very sometimes. Well you know? um, he obviously... You know, keeps directly in touch with some very senior ANC people, and he has often been proved very accurate in mm. his predictions. Mm. I mean, yesterday he predicted that Sona would not take place this week, and he has been proved right on that as well. So, I don't know. I think it's quite possible that Mr. Zuma will resign uh, before the NEC meeting tomorrow. Um, but who knows? Up to now, he's been fighting. Up to now, he's been resisting. Um, mm. But at a certain point, he must he must realize that that his time is up. His time is up. Let's hope he realizes that. Thank you, Mike. On all of the best, and I wish you a wonderful uh, time in Cape Town. Keep fifty liters of water safe. Uh, you will <laughs> definitely need it. We're praying for rain. We're praying for rain Please for do. the Western Cape. Send us some rain. We will definitely send you buckets and buckets of rain. <laughs> Thank you Thank so you much. Trouble. Thank you.